Hey, it's Callie, and you're listening to the 30th episode of the Hippie Haven podcast. If you're new here, I release an episode every Wednesday related to living an ethical and eco-friendly lifestyle. Previously, we've covered topics like how to go zero waste, environmental activism, preventing food waste, secondhand shopping, starting an eco-business, and so much more. My goal is to inspire and enable you to take action, both in your day-to-day routine and on the larger scale of community activism, because I believe that together, we can make a difference in saving the planet. If you haven't already, be sure to hit that subscribe button so that you automatically get each new episode right when it comes out. Don't forget, my eco-business, Bestowed Essentials, is in the running for a $50,000 small business grant from FedEx. This is so exciting because this grant would allow us to move to a more accessible location in the downtown Rapid City area, quadrupling our production capabilities and store space, providing more local jobs, expand our bulk ingredient section and our product line by stocking other female-owned eco-businesses, as well as being able to offer more community resources like secondhand clothing and item swaps, educational workshops related to environmentalism, recycling and compost drop-off bins, and to produce additional content for this Hippie Haven podcast to continue spreading the word of a low-impact lifestyle to our worldwide audience. In order for us to win this grant, I need you to vote for Bestowed Essentials every day until April 1st. The link to our voting page is in the show notes for this episode, right here on the podcasting app where you're listening to this. And I'm also posting a daily reminder in our Instagram stories with an easy swipe up to vote. So if you're not already following at Bestowed Essentials, please do so that you remember to vote every day. Also, if you can share our voting page with your friends and encourage them to vote for us every day as well, I will forever be so thankful. Today's guest is Lindsay McCoy, co-founder of Plain Products. They make refillable hair and body care products in metal bottles. They're a certified B Corporation, certified vegan and cruelty-free by PETA and Leaping Bunny, and a member of 1% for the planet. Lindsay shares how she and her sister started their company, what they've learned along the way, plus she shares her advice for others interested in starting an eco-business. You can find the show notes and transcript for this episode on my website, ahippieinavan.com forward slash 030. Now for today's episode. What is Plain Products and where did the idea come from? Um, well, <laughs> um, Plain Products is a company that my sister and I founded. My name is Lindsay McCoy. Um, I actually was living in the Bahamas. My husband is from there and I was doing environmental education Um, work down there. And because in the Bahamas, they do not have the infrastructure that we have here in the States to make things disappear when we were done with them. um, I ran into a lot of single-use plastic um, all over the beaches, in the water, on the road. And so I started trying to use less plastic. um, And one area where I couldn't find a solution that worked for me was the bathroom. So when my husband and I decided to move back to the States, I called my sister and asked her if she wanted to start a company and try and solve that problem. And Plain Products was born. And why is it important for you personally to focus on refillable personal care products? Like, why was it that niche in particular with the shampoos starting out? You know, I, I guess to me, it, w- it was sort of an area that hadn't been solved adequately. I mean, there's a lot of great water bottles, reusable straws, reusable bags. Um, you know, there's a lot of other areas where you have options. But, you know, sort of as I mentioned, I was I was in the shower, you know, looking at all those plastic bottles. And I was like, Ugh, just it drives me crazy that that I can't do this without plastic. That was it. You know, I started doing research. I, I did try shampoo bars. Unfortunately, they just did not like my hair. 
um, and kind of kept looking and looking and did a lot of research and we didn't find another solution. So we decided to try it. And, you know, the, the reuse part, um, it's just kind of trying to go back to, you know, a simpler time when, when not everything was disposable. So it was important to us to build that into the process of just trying to get in this habit of, of designing things to be reused instead of designing things to, to throw them away. And what were the biggest hurdles that you and your sister faced in the very beginning stages of starting your business? <laughs> they were, there were many, I'll be honest. I mean, as far as we know, you know, we're the only company that um, takes back the packaging, um, sort of takes responsibility for it like this. So I think anytime you're trying to do something for the first time, um, you get a lot of weird looks, you get a lot of, huh. So it took us, you know, a long time to find a bottle that would stand up to being washed um, without sort of the lining peeling, uh, to find a manufacturer that had ingredients that we liked and that was willing to um, take reused bottles back into their factory to refill them, uh, figuring out the words for this process that, that, you know, isn't confusing and trying to explain it. I mean, all of, all of that, it was, a it, it took us almost two years from having the idea to actually, um, turning on the the website and, and selling our first product. Now that you guys have been in business for a little while, what's been the biggest hurdle in operating your business? Um, yeah, we are, our two year anniversary is February 14th. So, um, you know, I think the the biggest uh, hurdle is just in such a crazy, noisy internet, just letting people know that we exist, trying to explain the concept, why it matters, um, why it's a higher price point than some of the other shampoos out there. Uh, you know, people don't necessarily know to even search for refillable, reusable shampoo. So, um, you know, just trying to, to find ways to get the word out and, and talk about our mission and, and why we're here and get people excited about it. There's so much that goes on behind the scenes that's required to bring plain products to your doorstep. Can you talk more about the price points and why they're set at the cost that they are? Yeah, no, I'm happy to, um, you know, it, it, what we charge is nowhere near what I was used to paying for shampoo, but there's a few different things that, that go into that. I mean, first of all, as I was doing research, um, I didn't realize in most mainstream shampoos, um, that water was the main ingredient and how many chemicals are in, um, most shampoos. I mean, if you read the back of most bottles, there's a lot of oxides and allates and all sorts of, of crazy things. So um, if you look at most organic uh, or natural products, you know, they are one to $2 an ounce or a little under $2, which is higher than I wanted to be. But being a small company, you know, we don't have a ton of room to negotiate. Um, our bottles are heavy. So shipping is really expensive and Amazon has ruined the world for paying for shipping. Um, so we do do a $5 flat fee to, you know, help us cover that a little bit, but we recognize that we're losing on shipping. It's, you know, almost $17 to ship a, ship a bottle from Ohio where we're based out to California. Um, and then we pay to have the bottles come back, which is unusual for a company, but we feel like it's important. And then, you know, we soak them and wash them and, and then ship them back to get refilled. So, you know, there's a lot more, there's a lot more to it. Uh, we think of ourselves as a service as well as a product, you know, kind of providing that extra reuse element so that people know that, um, 
their packaging is being dealt with responsibly. And for most large companies, the responsibility of the packaging waste falls on the consumer. But that's one of the big things that makes plain products stand out is that you accept the responsibility for your packaging waste. And why is that important? Why is that something that you decided to do as a company? You know, I mean, the crazy thing to me is that uh, you use plastic for however long, you know, a, a few minutes at the straw, a, a, a month or so with a, a plastic bottle of shampoo. And then, you know, maybe it's recycled, um, which is great. But unfortunately, plastic is downgraded whenever it's recycled. So that means it usually can only be recycled once, maybe twice. And then it ends up in a landfill and it sits there for hundreds of years and it wasn't something that I ever really had thought about until, you know, you sort of have one of those epiphany moments when you're like, oh, my God, this is this is going to be around for hundreds of thousands of years. And I, I just used it for a moment. And I started having my own guilt about adding to that, you know, just picturing these these mounds of plastic. And I I wanted to give myself and others an option to opt out of that where possible. Um, I, you know, I just don't think that. um and there was some, you know, internet meme going around that says, you know, when did it become easier to extract oil out of the ground, refine it, you know, truck it, make a plastic spoon, have somebody buy the plastic spoon to stir a coffee than to just wash a spoon. And I do think we've all kind of gotten sucked into this disposable, everything should be easy culture, which there are some great things about that. But there's also some really, you know, unfortunately, destructive things about that. And while plastic feels cheap on the front end, you know, I think there are a lot of costs that we're going to be realizing down the road. Step by step, how does the entire refill process, not just for the consumer side of it, but on your end as well? Okay, so we um, source the bottles, we print directly on them so that they can hold up to being in a shower. We send them to our manufacturer where they um, make the product and put them directly directly into the bottle. So there's no sort of plastic middleman of, of holding it and having to move it around. Um, we send a bottle out. When you order from us, you get a bottle along with a pump, put the pump on. Um, when you are running low, you can order a refill bottle and we send that without a pump so that that pump gets reused. Um, along with our refills, we send a return label. So you get the refill bottle, switch your pump over, and then you can put the empty bottle when you're done in that box the refill came in and stick the return label on it and it comes back to us. Um, we you know, empty, make sure there's nothing in there. We soak them for a bit and then we run them through a high heat industrial dishwasher to make sure that they are clean and sanitized. And then we hang on to them. And as we order more bottles as we're growing, we send them all back to be refilled. On average, how many times is one of the aluminum containers refilled? Um, there are some going on their third time right now. As I said, we've been around about two years. So I don't, you know, we have not yet seen a, an end life. There, there are some that occasionally get dented or I think one was run over, um, you know, that, that we have to retire them early. But for the most part, they are they're still going. And the nice thing, again, about aluminum, one of the reasons we chose it is that it can be recycled infinitely. So when aluminum is recycled, um, there's no quality loss. It can just keep going around and around versus that plastic, which is downgraded. And now the bottles that you're um, getting, are they made from recycled aluminum to start with? You know, 
I wish that they were. I was just talking to somebody about this the other day. You know, one of my dreams as we grow is to be able to demand that. Um, right now, there's just not enough market. I think maybe the aluminum cans are, are slurping up all the um, recycled aluminum, but uh, there's not there's not enough of a market for it right now. Everybody that we've talked to um, is not making them, but it is one of my goals once we're buying more and more quantities to require somebody to do that for us. And how does Plain Products strive for low or zero waste behind the scenes? Um, you know, we <laughs> with everything that we do, we try as hard as we can. I mean, we, you know, reuse our boxes as much as possible. We put paper tape on them so that they can be recycled. Unfortunately, when boxes have plastic tape on them, that makes it harder to recycle them. Um, you know, we wash and reuse everything. We actually all work from home offices, so that, you know, saves a little bit here and there and some efficiencies. Um, you know, with everything that we do, I mean, we just try, you know, and we're learning. You know, there is some waste, you know, unfortunately, the labels still have to peel them off the back of stuff. Um, but we're always looking for new ways and new opportunities to, to change things up as we grow. And do you have the numbers with like how many shampoo bottles have been ordered and refilled to like equate to how many plastic bottles Plain Products has been able to save from landfills so far? Yeah, I am excited to say at the end of last year, it was 50,000 bottles that we had managed to um, divert from landfills. So that is because people, Yeah, it was a really great milestone to hit. And um, we're going for 100,000 this year. So we are we are well on our way. We just had our best month ever, which is which is great and, and a total testament to, you know, because we all are small and I mentioned we, you know, have don't have a marketing budget. I mean, the support that we have gotten from our consumers, uh, our customers, the bloggers in the world. I mean, people just willing to sort of talk about it um, on our behalf has been in, incredible. We are so grateful. Congratulations. Besides hitting 100,000 this year, do you have any other big business goals for 2019? Yeah, um, we want to keep adding products. We're trying to figure out right now um, what the best uh, product is. So if you have any suggestions, we're open. We, we do get emails from people here and there, and we always appreciate that. Um, we're looking at a few, um, putting a little bit more effort into some other wholesale partnerships. We love to have, you know, other ways for people to buy products and it is great to be able to ship stuff around in bulk. So we want to keep working on that. Um, we have, we have lots of ambitions. It's just hard to pick which way we want to go. I mean, you know, I would love for people not to have to have any plastic bottles in their house at some point. Um, but we're, we're working, we're working, we're getting there one step at a time. Well, that goes right into my next question then actually of where do you see plain products in five years? Um, you know, like I said, I, I would would love to say part, we pick the name Plain Products. Both um, my sister and I share the maiden name of Della Plain, um, so it's kind of a play on that, sort of plain and simple. But also, you know, I wanted something that as we as we grew and branched into other areas, it, it still made sense. So I didn't want to sort of limit us to the bathroom. So for sure, you know, our goal is, is to just keep providing easy, convenient alternatives for people to sort of step away from plastic and, and empower them to, you know, have, take responsibility for their own consumption and, and be a part of the, that process. So hopefully we'll just keep adding products and, and growing. To what do you attribute your success? Um, I actually 
started out in the nonprofit world, and I am a huge fan of partnerships and working together and reaching out. And so, as I mentioned, we have been so lucky to have people who, like you, who are willing to have us on and and talk about this, Um, having a lot of vegan and green beauty and zero waste bloggers sort of try our stuff out and be willing to talk about it. A lot of customers who are, you know, speak up for us and, and mention us and recommend us. And that is, is completely what's, what's made the difference and what has made us successful is just, you know, sort of everybody helping us. And, and I think being a sort of a mission-based company has been a part of that, you know, that we truly believe, believe in what we're doing. And, you know, if you check out our our Instagram or some other things, it's not just about the products. We really try and provide information about single-use plastics, other alternatives, other companies that are doing cool things, you know, stuff that's happening in the world around this issue. Um, You know, we sort of want to be about more than just sales. A lot of my listeners are interested in the idea of eco-entrepreneurship and starting their own zero-waste business of sorts. What advice do you have for somebody who'd be interested in starting like an online refill company or something similar? Um, you know, I think there's a few things. I mean, for sure, persistence. Um, there were some dark days when we were trying to get started, uh, you know, trying to find the right thing, trying to make it work, trying to figure out how to do it, Um, looking for a niche or something that makes you sort of stand out, whether it's, you know, the only one in your geographic area doing it or that you can offer something a little different. You know, I think believing in your mission, um, reaching out to other people um, who've done it or uh, who are in that field, you know, People have been so kind to us. I mean, I I didn't know anything about the beauty industry or business, actually, when I got into this. And I just keep asking questions and talking to people. And, you know, I think people can be very kind and and supportive. And so I'm never shy about admitting what I don't know and trying to learn and and work with other people. There are some great business partners that we have that we do giveaways and cross promotions with. that have been incredibly helpful. So, you know, do your research, do your homework, figure out um, who you need to get to know and, and just keep working hard to make it happen. Where can we go to learn more about Plain Products, to purchase your products and to see what's coming next for you guys? Yeah, um, well, we are online, P-L-A-I-N-E, Plain with an E, products.com. Um, and then that's our handle on social media, Plain Products on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. So all of those places you can find us. And on the website, there's also a place to sign up for our newsletter. And we don't send a lot of emails, like once or twice a month max, um, just with updates and occasional sales and, you know, interesting tidbits from the zero waste plastic free world. Uh, But I am, (laughs) um, I try and keep it, keep it on the, on the lower side. Um, Yeah. And we always, we love to hear from people. So never hesitate to reach out to us. That's a wrap. I'll be back next week with holistic health practitioner Robin LaCrosse to talk all about menstruation, natural birth control methods, and our own personal experiences with an IUD. 
If you find value in the Hippie Haven podcast, please share it with someone you know who'd be interested. Post about it on social media. If you're on Instagram, please tag me too. I'm at a hippie in a van. And don't forget to vote every day for Bestowed Essentials to win the $50,000 FedEx Small Business Grant so that I can continue to spread sustainability in my local Rapid City community and around the world. The link to vote is in the show notes, and you can follow us on Instagram at Bestowed Essentials to get the daily reminder in our IG stories. Thank you all from the bottom of my heart for supporting the work I do. I hope you have a great rest of your day.